Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And Greg is here. Hello. Fellas, we have to hold on. Fellas, grab this rope with me. Come on, hold on. Hold on to this rope. It's, it's attached to Summer. And Summer's trying to get out. And Summer's trying to no, run away. We can't uh, let Summer escape. No, 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 no. Come back, come it's back. It's late August. There's no other way to put it, fellas. And Summer wants to get out and go away somewhere and wither up and sort of go into a cave. No, don't be ridiculous. We well, still have another month of I'm Summer. I'm just saying. Boo-hoo. We're, we're getting down to it. What's that bell I hear? It's the school bell. <laughs> oh. Oh, That's one of the worst the bells. The clarion oh. call for the youngsters oh. of America and Cape Cod who are now thinking about lunchboxes and backpacks and the really cool Nike Air shoes they need What to get back to school. Oh. And so it's our job today as we get ready to roll on the fun show to hold on to the fun. And I say skip school. We got another month of summer. We need more six to eight hour beach days. Do you really need to learn in early September? Oh, when it's so hot in school yeah. and the windows are oh, no shut kidding. and the heat might still be on from uh, last year because the guy didn't fix the boiler. They're still sweating. And you look out and you see someone in a tank top and a frisbee and a dog and you're like, Okay, let's see. Calculus? What? <laughs> Why? What's happened to that's us? brutal, man. So that's awful. what's looming, my friends. Yeah. But no, let's not think of that. Let's move on with the joy of summer on Cape Cod. It has been a delightful one so far, at least weather-wise. And I think it's going to continue. Let's take a look at the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast coming up for Saturday, August 24th. Sunny with a high near 74. Mm, For Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 72. These are the best temperatures ever. And mm. Monday, partly sunny with a high near 73. We're going to see temperatures at night around 60, 61. That's what we want. I want to live in this Isn't environment too year cold? round. No. As long as it's not humid. That's kind of cold. You go to a pond or something and swim what? in the afternoon, no, and all of perfect. a sudden you're shivering. Humidity is... I want to freeze these temperatures for year that's round. That's why we got to hold on to the summer rope and pull back. Uh, yes. uh, this is tough. Greg, take it easy. Uh, have you been eating too much cheese? <laughs> uh, no, the 70s are hey, great, except for all the disco. All right, well, <laughs> put on your wide whale bikini, and let's take a look at the tides for Woo-hoo. Cape Cod. I can say that coming up for this weekend, the 24th and 25th of August, 2019, we have early morning high tides, about 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. That means a very nice midday low tide around 1230 and 1.30 coming up. I like low tide in the midday. That's when the sandbars are out on the big beach. That's when you can boogie board and explore and hopefully not get called out of the water for a shark closure. 
Oh my god, I love tides now. I used to think they were stupid in the face. Now I'm coming in, coming around. What to a transformation! They're, they're so critical to summer. I wouldn't have had an epic swim adventure without them, which you can talk about in a minute. Wow! So as we go on, Mung has made peace with tides, Greg. I like high tides. I like high tides. I like low tides. There's more exposed. You can see really the belly of the mm. beast. I can get into the water faster. Faster at high tides. That is that's, true. That's, that's all it gets. Guess what? You to. like low. You He likes uh, high. Guess what I like? Mid-tide. Medium. Mid-tide. That's not good for anybody. Oh, it's the best tide. You're I just can, waiting I, for high or low. I can tell you why in a minute. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, one thing that has been happening with great regularity on Cape Beaches, the uh, Outer Cape Beaches, is closing for an hour or so because of shark sightings. And Mm -hmm. my daughter was at Nauset Beach recently for a big day-long thing, and she said two hours out of it were everyone out of the water. No kidding. And I was talking to someone else who said, this is what's going to hurt Cape tourism. Hmm. Not so much the absolute fear of getting attacked, but the... Inconvenience, inconvenience I was going to say. Of being at that yeah, yeah. beach mm-hmm. for two, three, four hours and maybe an hour of it you can't go in, maybe two hours of it you can't go in and you're just sitting there looking at that you're beautiful water. You're sweltering. The sun is beating so down on you. So I just thought that was you. an interesting it's angle. It's disruptive. And as more technology comes online and people are tracking lots more mm-hmm. sharks, mm-hmm. which may or may not have always been there, maybe this inconvenience factor goes way up. It depends hmm. if they are. Sorry to keep. I sound like a broken record, but it depends if they're swimming. I mean, are a lot of these people swimming. Are they? Are they doing water kind of? But you want sports? the freedom to go into the water. You to want to cool down. You want. That and I freedom. think during a closure, you're pretty much left maybe dipping your toes in at the edge. Yeah. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So you are now your what you see as your beach rights are being curtailed. Ooh, your rights as an American. And it's not about the shark per se, which of course it sort of is. It's about. The human regulations vis-a-vis the shark getting everyone out of the water. So that bears watching as we move ahead. Hmm. Certainly it's led to me going to some more ponds. Uh, I've been swimming, of course, in Great Pond with great frequency in Wellfleet with my new mask and snorkel. Saw some new letters on the bottom out there, wicked deep. It's been great. I went to a little teeny pond and swam. Ryder Pond in Truro because everything was so crowded. That is a lovely pond with like three parking spaces, which can be tough. To uh, make it work. Soon enough, though, everyone will be gone. So Great. this is this is kind of expanding your horizons. I mean, before were you sort of concentrated at, you know, the Outer Cape Beach, the Saltwater Beach. Nukem Hollow was our number Nukem, one Nukem thing. Hollow. Followed closely though by ponds. And now I'd say it's switched this summer to be more ponds than Nukem Hollow. Ah, so it has switched. I mean, just that because. That is interesting. Okay, so you know, I was just curious because you know, you, you you are talking a lot more. Well, it's hard pond, to. Yeah, yeah, it's know, true. The last. I mean, I do so. like being suspended in water for long periods of time, and I don't think I'd be doing that in the ocean where boogie boarding is the thing to do. So you're in and out, right. in and out. So right. You know, it is what it is. I know Mung has expanded his horizons, maybe not because of shark fear, but. Just abject beachy curiosity. Oh, totally. I have a great beach adventure, and it actually does relate to sharks because because it's the closest Mung has gotten to shark danger. Because you know I don't go on those uh, Atlantic Ocean-facing beaches, don't want anywhere near these sharks. But I was recently in Cape Cod Bay. You know I love it. The water is just awesome. What's great about Cape Cod Bay water is that the surface of the water can get nice and warm, and then you dive down deep Mm -hmm. close to the sand, and it's got this pocket of cool water. So it's just like... 
just so perfect. So I've been spending a lot of time at the bay. So I was at Crosby Landing Beach in Brewster yesterday. It was so awesome. And this is why I like mid-tide. So high tide was at 3. I was there at like 5 because I don't like to pay and I don't have a sticker. So, you go, right. so you go after 4 when <laughs> you know, they're not you know charging for, uh, for parking. So I was there 2 hours after high tide and there was a perfect sandbar up to your waist only. As we all know, great white sharks are seen in Cape Cod Bay. Yes. So I'm a little nervous, but it's so crystal clear I could see them. I'm waist only. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. So you can, you can see them. What does that mean? You if can there's o- like this big shadow or big thing coming towards me, I'm vigilant. I can see it. Well, Obviously, I can't outrun it, but at least you'd, well, that's you'd, a good, you'd, uh, you'd know it's nearby. Revelation that you know that now, that you can't outrun a shark in right. waist deep water. But it's better than <laughs> being in cloudy, murky water where you can't see anything. Where they can sneak up on you. So, right. So waist I only. I think they sneak up on you anyway. Stealthy. That is true. Guys. They but, come in like a we're big talking train. Like, we're talking Caribbean crystal clear. So what would you do? What would you do? You're in waist deep water. Well, I didn't bring a cudgel. I was thinking, how come you never bring a cudgel <laughs> like to whack it? But of course, you'd punch it in the gills of the eyes, which is what the Wait a experts tell you. A shark stick. You don't have the beach chucks? The beach nunchucks? I don't have the those, beach those chucks. Especially... I left my beach chucks <laughs> at home. <laughs> so yeah, you don't really have a choice. But the cool adventure for this was, I could, from Crosby Landing Beach in uh, Brewster, I could see Skakit Beach. And we're right at mid-tide, there was this awesome sandbar where you could literally walk from Brewster all the way to Skakit in Orleans. A two-town pa- beach yeah, walk. Yeah, past Namskakit. It's never been done. Past Namskakit Creek. So I think by the creek, it might get deeper. That's my did you, guess, maybe. Did you, did you actually go there? I probably went about three-quarters of the way. And here's what made me nervous. There was no one else out there. So gonna, there's Mung, like, just gonna halfway with his torso up in the middle of, not the middle of Cape Cod Bay, but, you know, pretty far out there because um, there was a nice sandbar. And I'm kind of walking, and I'm like, I'm waving. I'm, I'm like, I can see people in Skakit. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? And then, and they're like, right. oh, yeah. Like, and then the rising tide kind of sneaks up behind Horrible you. sea octopus is a dragon. <laughs> Hi. Uh- I can't hear you. <laughs> so clearly you can't walk in the ocean like this at any normal tides. You have to hit the tide correctly. But it was really interesting that you didn't have to get out of the water to literally rock, walk to another town. You could walk on the sandbar. It was really neat. But I did feel pretty exposed because I could have gotten chopped. Can, can you say air rescue? You know, I mean, out there with a chopper. What's that down there? Know? It looks like a fishing bobber. <laughs> right. It's bigger. It's bobbing around out there. It Larry, was... what's that right there? What a moron. No one, no one ever goes to that. Right, exactly. Over the basket. <laughs> it was neat. We're gonna need a bigger helicopter. And I was like, I was looking at the big Cape Cod Bay, and I was like, man, there's probably like a dozen <laughs> sharks, not too far from here. But at least I can keep an eye on them because it yeah. was keep pretty, an eye on them. pretty crystal clear yeah. there. Yeah. And right. I definitely wasn't over my waist. All right, Mung, uh, you're brave and you're battling the tide. Certainly, we will extol the beauties of the low tide flats of Brewster and Orleans and Dennis. Mm-hmm. Great adventure, a little bit of splashy, not too much danger. Yep. And just beautiful. It's like going to the Caribbean, my friend. Speaking of carnivals, sort of, we got to jump in with this because Carnival Parade in Provincetown is Thursday. That's tomorrow as we record this. Mung, I know you're going to be there. Enchanted Forest is your theme. It starts at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 3 p.m. along Commercial Street going from east to west. We talked about it last week a bit. If you want to just see some of the fun and get out of town, try to work your way to the east where they start. You see everything, and it takes a couple hours to mm-hmm. get done. If, if not more, mm-hmm. you can get out of town, but parking is 
tricky. It's going to be a wild party, though. Lots of great costumes. Maybe I should go as like a centaur or some sort of like, Good. you know, forest creature because it is enchanted forest. Enchanted forest, yeah. Greg, what would you be? What would you dress up as? I don't know. Mm. I think it goes like a unicorn or something. Yes. Oh, that's yes. fantastic. We didn't even talk about unicorns. Wouldn't that be great? All right, Gregacorn. Yeah. A Gregacorn. Right. Gregacorn. Greg yes. Corn, so, so that's tomorrow. There. Big party, uh, sort of a real sign of the end of summer on Cape Cod, as is our next event. This kind of tugs at your heartstrings. What is more Cape Coddy than than fireworks? We see them at the Fourth of July. Everyone's so happy because it's kicking off everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's fresh and new. Every swim is is like you're born again. But now we're here in August, fellas. Yeah, we've smoked the summer cigar. It's getting down low. Do we put it out? Do we hmm. snuff out the summer cigar in the ashtray? No. Not yet. Let's Not keep yet. going. Let's try. No way. And the end of the season is celebrated in Dennis with fireworks, Greg, in your town. On my beach. West Dennis Beach. Yeah. Wow. The beach of destiny. It is. It's massive. Where you have left your scat for generations of <laughs> Greg family visits. <laughs> You know, mark that beach, mark this territory from <laughs> chair five to chair 17. Always chair five. Chair five. Chair five. If you want to see Greg, he'll be signing quahog shells at <laughs> chair five Autographs. at West Dennis yes. Beach. Fireworks, fireworks will launch off West Dennis Beach for the 30th Fireworks Beach Party, sponsored by the Dennis Chamber of Commerce. Dennis Tourism Committee. Greg, you must be on that committee. Absolutely. And all sorts of private and business donations. Bonfire begins at 5 p.m. at West Dennis Beach with marshmallow roasting. What What day? Oh, Saturday, I August 24th. Saturday, that's a good day. This, did, is, this is the end of summer Big Bash. No, I don't did, say that. I, I didn't know they did marshmallows. See, Greg? Oh, my goodness. Get down there for the marshmallow roasting at 5 p.m. Music plays at 6 p.m. Who's it going to be? The Satellite Band. That oh. sounds nice. And fireworks begin around 8.45, West Dennis Beach, West Dennis Beach Road. That's free. Saturday, August twenty fourth, and that's Americana. You know, free. you feel that maybe nip in the air. Mm, I like that nip. Yeah. It's going to be chilly that night, probably around the sixty. Get your beach blanket bundled mm, up around yeah. your family mm-hmm. around, and you're thinking about the summer that was when you made those big memories and. I embrace this. Why not? Because it, it almost feels like the 4th of July has like you know, a monopoly on fireworks. Why can't they be spread out through various other days totally. during the totally. year? Totally. They all jam all the That's fireworks right. into like yeah, one but day. 99% of the world's fireworks on one day. And doesn't it celebrate actual like uh, artillery bombing? That it, no, the fireworks? symbolism is great, but we get to That's spread, not it? spread oh, out the fireworks. That's Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah, well, there should be one for the end of summer. There should be one like uh, fireworks for when Hmong wel- welcomes fall. But the 4th of July fall. has that feeling, <laughs> that feeling of life anew, of endless possibility. Yeah. Now you get to this point in the summer. Totally. It's poignant because I, you're hoping you've gotten everything in. No. You wonder about missed opportunities. I agree totally. Why didn't you do that midnight yeah. skinny dip? Those kind of things yeah, that just... the regrets, you know. How about fireworks for when Hmong gets in line at Black Friday? Uh, yay, big screen TV. Uh, <laughs> New humidifier. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, Mung. Black Friday with Mung. Shopping uh, wonderfulness. So that's nice. That's a nice event. And here's another one, Greg. You like nice events, Mung. I know you like the fast life. That's true. I know you like the caviar and the jello shots and all the things <laughs> that are part of the Mung party cavalcade. But, Greg, Wellfleet Porch Fest 2019 is almost upon us. It's coming up on Saturday, 
August 24th in the beautiful village of Wellfleet. Such a great event. Where I live, right downtown. 29 bands, more than 70 musicians playing in various locations, yeah. people's porches, sometimes in their front yard, acoustic music. All sorts of genres, all sorts of sounds. They give you a map. You walk around. Sounds it is nice. fantastic. Really nice. um, it's that kind of low impact. Yeah. Kind of, you don't really have to sit and look at something for an hour, one group. Maybe they play a few good songs. This is like, oh, that ukulele person was titillating. And that harpist, oh, it heals the hollows of my heart. Well, it's also Aww. so. It's also so villagey. It's so community. It is a lovely downtown, and I can say, and having walked around lovely. it, when the temperatures are just right, and I think this weekend it's going to be nice and sort of cool, seventy degrees. Yep. Sun will feel good. The breeze will feel refreshing, like a crisp Merlot. And around you walk, hmm. and the delightful acoustic people not playing their loud guitar solos, Mung. Oh. That you thrive off of. No speed metal. No, well, they could probably slow it down a little, make it not so medley, and they could do it. Some kind of bluegrass version of Inagata DeVita. Are they, uh, I have a question, though. I, this sounds like a great idea, but are they pretty sticklers on, on the porch, though, thing? What if you had a lanai or a veranda? Wow. I don't know. Like, is it welcoming for all tor- types of outdoor... Now, a lanai is like a banana fritter. What is a lanai? I guess it's like a porch that they call... Oh, that's what they call uh, porches in the South. I see, a lanai. And it, a like lanai. Those, those semi-garages that don't have sides? Yeah, they don't really have sides or tops. They're just uh, oh, kind of outdoors. Oh, that, that you put your uh, car under. Yeah, whatever those are called. It's yeah. like a tent kind of thing. I, sure. I don't think that that's specific. Last year I saw people play in front yards, which was oh, really nice. Yeah. Right on my street, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, hey, keep it down. <laughs> Keep it down, you hammered dulcimer player. You're just raging it too loud. You maniacs. Put a sock in it, you ludist. <laughs> oh, man. So that's a nice event. Now, that is uh, Saturday, August 24th from 1.30 to 5 p.m. And that is in downtown Wellfleet, where you can also pick up, you know, a little muffin or a cup of coffee or something and walk around. And it's family friendly. Perhaps not so family-friendly. This is a uh, new sort of feature for us, guys. We're going to the business desk. <laughs> and now, almost live from the business desk at the Cape Cod Fun Show, it's the Cape Cod Fun Show business report from their business desk. <laughs> That's right. This came across today, and uh, it seemed like a delightful thing. Let's examine it under the business microscope. Mung, I know for years... Uh, you ran your own uh, escort service, and so you're a home business owner. Yeah, it was called Escargo, and it involved me escorting people and snails. <laughs> Little teeny leashes. Right. And they're so slow. You can't get anywhere. Come on, walk faster. Like you never even get off the front steps. That's not easy being an a, a escargot gigolo. It's not easy. No one knows the pain. I mean, and then they're like, you want to scare them so you melt some butter. <laughs> they're like, oh, all right, we'll walk faster. Oh, we're out of here. <laughs> all right. So this is the Cannabis Wedding Expo. What? Cannabis? The Cannabis is, is, is that like Wedding Expo. We coming get to up. marry weed? This is coming up in Boston in October, the Boston Cannabis Wedding Expo. I bring it up because we all know that weddings are big business on Cape Cod. Oh, no totally. kidding around. I mean, yeah. all around June, yep. September. Yep. Didn't we rank on some sort of list like top five most expensive weddings in the country? We're talking like the average, right. I think, is around 50 grand for so, a wedding um, on the Cape. Yeah, some of the beautiful locations uh, and establishments on Cape Cod 
are veterans at hosting wedding parties and receptions and the whole deal. But now we're a legal marijuana state. Hmm. And it looks like this business is uh, taking off. The Cannabis Wedding Expo celebrates its expansion into New England by hosting Boston's first ever Cannabis Forward Wedding Expo. This show is perfect for the bride who just wants to smoke a joint while getting ready. (laughs) Or the couple who wants to have cannabis-friendly transportation from ceremony to reception. That's important. Explains the CEO of the Cannabis Wedding Expo. In an atmosphere progressive enough for millennials, yet traditional and elegant enough for spectators from all walks of life, you can immerse yourself in a simplistic or extravagant way to incorporate cannabis into your wedding or upscale event. Wow. Tastings, uh, wow. edibles. Yeah. They show nice. a picture of... you got to describe this photo. There's a picture of a dinner s- setting, which is very... You know how how much it is per plate for a wedding. Yeah. 50 bucks for the rubber chicken or whatever. <laughs> this one, here's your setting. you got a, a plate. You've got uh, a menu of cannabis. Mm-hmm. All right. You've got a small little crystal dish with cannabis in it, weed. Uh, an elegant glass pipe and, you know, like a Bic lighter. Uh, but, that was know, a nice touch, man. And that, so that that's lighter. what's waiting for you at a potential cannabis-friendly <laughs> wedding. And they also have this thing. That's great. I think it's called a, a bellow. What is it called? A bellow. Yeah, B-E-L-L-O. It's like a mini sort of vaporizer that you put on a table. Everyone gets a glass. You sort of tip it up over the thing. Yeah. You capture a glass full of vapor. And I watched a video where everyone's toasting each other at the table at your reception with these glass Glass. things full of vapor and they're all going a vape toast I've never heard of it a vape toast I've never heard of that it was something I had never seen wow and I just wanted to bounce it off you fellas as we uh, make reservations for this cannabis wedding expo we'll have to try that do you think that will fly is that the kind of thing that could really happen let's think about weddings you know, it's a cannabis-friendly world, but could you sit there? There's a picture here of the bride and the groom <laughs> sharing look, a joint. They look oh, very, that's they adorable. Look like happy. a marriage joint. They look extremely With this happy. joint, I thee wed. Joyous. So don't bogart it. That's what I say to you. Don't bogart my, my There's marriage. so many things going through my head about this. Like, <laughs> is the bride, you know, when they toss the bouquet, are they just, like, tossing now a bouquet of blunts? <laughs> no, that could be that. That's I, right. I guess this depends on, like, who you have to invite. Like, if you have to invite, like, you know, 84-year-old Aunt but, B. But weren't 84-year-olds at Woodstock? I mean, so now you're trying to calculate the sort of <laughs> vector here. If you showed up in a nice fancy tent, let's say, and you sat down, and there was a glass pipe and a little dish full of weed... Would you just toke it up? Um, would some people just toke it up? Is it better uh, oh, than alcohol? They totally would. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'd have to. I I I can I consider it in moderation. <laughs> it. <laughs> in, in in moderation. Bello, the sponsor here, uh, is an expertly designed product that provides users with an easily shared experience via an automated vapor tap. A part of your decor, Bellow serves as a port for a stylish cocktail-style glass that smoothly fills with vapor. The refreshingly simple experience allows consumers to automatically fill their own wine-shaped glass with vapor. Hmm. But won't 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 everyone because they're so so kind of totally stoned just sit in their chairs and go and not dance and not throw the bouquet and not know what time it is 
and and right. I'm, and, I'm worried and there'll just, be too many requests to the DJ be like, play Sweet Caroline, yeah, man. Yeah, really, yeah. Or, <laughs> well, perhaps if the strain used for the wedding is an uplifting sativa oh, as opposed to right. a couch lock indica. There are varieties. You're right. You're so right. there might be a way yep. to tune it all up. Yeah, and something a little... How many weddings have gone completely off the rails because of drunk people? Uh, lots. Like every day of the year yeah, or every probably. wedding day. Like Probably right much. now it's happening. Where Uncle yeah. Larry just goes to the open bar and sucks it all in like a huge sponge. Too much. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, he's chasing people around without a shirt on. Like, Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry was so drunk at that wedding. Did you wedding. see what Larry did, did at the wedding? Did you see what he did? Oh, my God. He was completely we have, nude. We have photos. And he was demanding to dance with the tuba player in the wedding party. I don't know what was going on with Larry, but he was drunk. Now it's like, hi, Larry. Which is probably better because they're mellow. They're not like... Mellow Larry. Like, like agitated with alcohol. They might Larry come up took and be my like, Cheetos. I totally wish the best for you, dude. Like, <laughs> I really... No, really. This is the best marriage ever that's going to happen <laughs> between you two guys. I really love it. And that's kind of painful, yeah. but it's not drunk nude Larry. That's true. <laughs> Frothing yeah. at the mouth. That is true. Having taken his dentures out and given everyone hickeys. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see if this uh, trend makes its way to the Cape in their wedding uh, yeah. planning. All right, staying with Sin City. Good. We are bringing burlesque back to Cape Cod. This is an exciting thing for it's the about fun show. Time. And burlesque is near and dear to the heart of the fun show because we do know, Greg, that you worked your way through college as a a male burlesque artist. That's true, right? I was, it, I was, yeah, I was, I was very well sought out. As a matter of fact, I saw this oh, on Wikipedia. Oh, Bryant, yeah. No, it was, it was Gregoire Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of a fancy, like French yeah. gentleman. It was a combination tuxedo skunk outfit. Yeah. yeah. And so he was kind of classy, yeah. but persistent. He's like, "Hello, everybody." Then they would play some Edith Piaf, and he would begin peeling it off. And then, <laughs> oh, uh, no, 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 no. I had, this, I had this one move. I had this one move where I, I would basically just grab my shirt, and all I'd do is go whoosh like that, and oh. I, I'd be t- completely and this, bare. Whoa. This was before Velcro. Just one, <laughs> just one move. You know, everyone Man. else is doing, like, the, he, the tie, he, you know, their shirt, you know, oh, their undershirt. This made the Chippendales no, no, no. jealous. <laughs> one move. Wow. He was the man uh, whose audience first coined the phrase, put it back on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he looks like a cadaver. (laughs) He's so skinny. (laughs) Put it back on. (laughs) Put it, Gregoire. Yes, may I help you? (laughs) (laughs) Gregoire Le Pew will not be performing with the Brazen Bells, who are, of course, established and excellent uh, burlesque artists. The Brazen Bells bring burlesque back to Katuit. Wednesday, August 28th through Saturday, August 31st, so you have time to get prepared. The Brazen Bells Burlesque Group will hold its summer striptacular (laughs) over four nights with Foxy Tan as host and two guest performers, Redbone, known as the Cyclone of Burlesque from San Francisco, and Jeez Louise, billed as the Honey Badger of Burlesque. She's from Chi-Town in New Orleans. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It'll offer singing, singing, dancing, wit, sass, and seduction with women in costumes of corsets and lingerie. The group's goal, officials say, is to be empowering to women and never offensive. That's coming up at the Katuit Center for the Arts. That's on Route 28 in Katuit. 
7.30 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. That's ending August 31st. So we have time to gird your loins and get ready Ooh for burlesque, 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 Ooh burlesque. Ooh la la. Uh, sounds like an awesome show. My friend saw this uh, group in Falmouth, I believe, a couple years ago, and they said it is a must. It's a hoot. It's something like you haven't seen before, and you should definitely go. Well, Mong, how about you? Any burlesque experience in your uh, background? Um, no, because you know when when they try to kick up their legs in some like big song and dance number, I tried to kick up my leg and then I pulled a ligament oh, and was in a wheelchair it. for like thirty two years. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy, the big guy over there. Okay, we got him. Transport to Cape Cod Hospital. We have a half naked monk. Okay. Too bad. Woo, woo, woo. That's why you're so limber, Greg. Gregoire Le Pew. I kicked it up. Pencil thin mustache. Kicking it up, man. Getting it done. Well, Mung, we know that you have discovered something very important. Uh, the world of tacos can be confusing, perplexing. It can lead to tears and consternation. Mm-hmm. You've been there, Greg. Depending, yeah. Now, I am not a big soft taco fan. They're okay. I also I'll eat don't them. like soft tacos. You know, it's kind of like a little burrito or something. It's okay. I like soft tacos. So what the world is always searching for, in my opinion, is peace and love and understanding. Maybe buying Greenland and good crispy taco shells. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Mung went on a Cape-wide search, which strangely enough ended right back here in Hyannis. How convenient. I barely had to leave the street. How convenient. And can you imagine our delight when we discovered, holy moly, the El Mariachi Loco, the uh, Mexican food place, uh, you know, Three quarters of the way down Main Street. 569 Main Street in Hyannis. They make their own hard shell tacos right on the premises. Like they fry them up, Greg. Wow. See, that's interesting. So he brings these tacos back here. He had yeah. a chicken one and a shredded chicken ground one, beef one. One traditional beef. Oh, I missed this. And oh. so he goes oh, to take a bite week. of the hard taco yeah. shell, which we all know from our home experiences on uh. Taco Tuesday. You take a bite, it's like someone pulled a pin out of a grenade. Uh. Mm-hmm. The whole thing goes. You know, shrapnel yeah, everywhere. You don't want to display things like Ortega. And then you go to the or, fork. You got to fork it up. And you're, you're crying into, in, right, into right. the food. It still it's just tastes a, good. It's just a disaster. Oh, like the things awful. that you can get at the grocery store, I don't want to belittle them. You know, Ortega, El Paso. I still Paso. love Taco Tuesday. Um, they, can, they can be hard to hold and things just go go completely Maybe a mess. Maybe in your lap. Right. But when you make them on site, I took a bite into I that. I watched this. And really? nothing yeah. spilled out. Crispy, it, crunch? It held its form. You, was, you, it was crispy, kidding, right? crunchy. Oh, man. And I was explode. like, this is heaven. The search is over. Wow. That's right. How That's they, a rare thing. How can they do that? Though? It was so great. I think it has something to do with the old fry later thing. A little not fry too soft, a little not, soft. Do they fry them or maybe in a pan? But you don't want to fry them too long. I, I don't no. know their secrets, but you got to try it. I feel The tacos were definitely under $4. So that's a, a plus for price. Wow. And I got some delicious Mexican street corn with some cheese on top of the uh, of the corn. And street that corn, was, Greg. That was like $4 corn. or under, so you can get like really tasty things. Wow. Like I've never been a big Mexican person, but now I'm back in it, baby. Punch my ticket to Cancun. Look at that. One I'm, adventure with crispy taco shells. That's, that's right. That's let what me, changes everything. Let me know if you're going again. I will. I Seriously. Will. In fact, the only place that I, I can't stand Taco Bell, I hope no one at Taco what? Bell's listening. This but that's hour the only brought place, to you by. That's the only place I usually would get like crispy taco shell tacos. It's right but next now, to Kentucky Fried Chicken. This I is mean, like, it's like a one-two. This like takes Taco Bell tacos to like another level. Yeah, that was a good-looking taco, and the All crunch right. was magnificent All right. and fantastic. So Mung gets an A-plus for his research into the elusive crispy 
taco shell found at El Mariachi Loco, 569 Main Street in Hyannis. We're all loco about it, Greg, which means crazy. I'm I'm in. All right. Mung, you also went to Yarmouth House, it sounds like. I did. I did. This is uh, uh, in Yarmouth. <laughs> a delicious uh, place. They've been around a long, long time. Long time established place. They have place. a huge uh, water wheel inside, which is so mesmerizing. Is it inside the building water wheel? It is. It's it, almost. It, how could, do it, they could, do it, that? could it be like a grist mill? Could they like, it's kind you know, of like the wheel of a grist corn, mill. You know? So wait it, a second. You're inside the building? Yes, it's inside. Yeah, it's enclosed. Which is, which is, which is kind of kind of, kind of cool. We uh, mean like it's not a glass enclosure? Yeah, like a glass enclosure type. But you're, you're right there. You can see it. You can almost touch it. Yeah, I, I bet they don't want you to. You know the water kind of spills. Yeah, it's like around. a grist yeah, mill it's nice. wheel. It's you know wow. how I like the flowy, the See, sound of flowy cool, water. Right? Yeah, you could probably yeah. you could probably eat and then have a nice sleep next to it. The Yarmouth House in West Yarmouth, the three thirty five Route twenty eight. Now that's a traditional comfort food place, or yeah, what? they have some delicious you know fresh seafood. But if you also like comfort foods like uh, shepherd's pie, which is uh, what Papa Mung got, I got a delicious uh, roasted uh, turkey dinner. It was just so Ooh, unbelievable. Really? Good. And this was on a Monday night. Even at eight o'clock, they had a forty minute wait. The place was packed in the summer, um, so you know it's, it's pretty good. And they also have uh, uh, delightful early bird specials. If you sit before 5.45, you can get three things for the cost of one. It's hard to go to dinner that early, though. I know. You know it really, unless it, you didn't it, eat lunch. Yeah. Because <laughs> now you feel like, oh, boy. But at least by 6.30, you're done with dinner, and you're like, oh, I got the whole evening ahead. Yeah, what do you do true. then? <laughs> I don't know. I also want to give uh, another, while we're talking about restaurants, I want to give a shout-out to a place uh, in the Upper Cape that I haven't been to. It's high on my list. This recently opened is the Bridge View Grill. This is uh, on uh, 109 Trowbridge Road in Bourne. It replaced the former Trowbridge Tavern. And I hear great things. Some folks in the newsroom have already been there. I looked at the menu. I was agog at all the delights. They oh. they even have um, look at that. They Ooh, even have country. That looks like a sandwich or something on that menu. Fried steak. <laughs> what they got? Really? Yeah, this is a dish you can't get too often on the Cape, a country fried steak, and I can't wait to try it. So that's when they take a steak and put it in the fryer later. Yeah, they pound it, they fry it, they put some gravy on it. It's like the best thing ever. Do you cook the steak first, or does it cook in the fryer later? It cooks in the fryer later. Some people use cube steak, some people pound regular. It's not cooked it's, for too it's, long. It's fried steak? Yes, fried steak. Welcome to the uh, next uh, so generation they get, they get of steak. I don't even fried. care what it tastes like. They get a thousand points just for putting that on their menu. It's something you don't see too often Do on the Cape. they fry pork chops? You can basically fry you can, you anything. You can fry anything. Hey, you can fry anything. Remember your fried Jello craze of the 1989? I love fried Jello. <laughs> I mean, it was so fantastic. Except you'd buy it in, and this big red squirt would stain your chinos. <laughs> did they? Did they really have that? Are you kidding? Fried Jello? You don't remember that? It was like Night Fever, Fried Jello, Thompson <laughs> Twins. You don't remember that, Greg? No, I guess I missed that. Fried trend. Jello, Fried that, Jello, that Howard Jones song, Fried Jello. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Matt Bianco, yeah, fried Jello. Get down. <laughs> All right, Greg, let's talk classic rock. You '80s hater. You're such a music snob. Is that not true, Mung? That he is like the biggest music snob we've ever met. <laughs> no, '80s '80s actually had some really good music. I mean, the '70s even even had some good music. It's just a, the '70s well, uh, had disco. I, let's let's just say everything I played for Greg is poo pooed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, Greg, yeah. you like this? Oh, that's great. No, I hate it. I, I don't think I don't think Jason and I. If it's not see, Gang of Four, I don't see, listen to it. That's right. Oh man. All right. How about the zombies, Greg? The zombies are oh, returning to rock tour. Yeah, yeah. Here they come. Yeah. I mean, they've been around since the early 60s. Who was the guy that was in that group? He went, uh, Colin uh, Blundstone or Rod Argent are the two long-term survivors. Ron Argent. And Actually, he, he had a group. It was called Argent. 
Remember that from the 70s? That was actually a good group. Well, I don't remember. Hang Argentum, your head high but, but or something like hold that. Your head oh, high. that's it. That's Whoa. it. That's it. But you certainly remember she's not there. Yes. Now let me tell you about the way she was. The way she was in the this is a zombie song? That's a, great, that's a great song. Good uh, keyboard sound. Great song. They were recently elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should. They are in the 2019 class Deservedly of the so. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Two original members who look a little zombie-like. At this point, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, that's, this is how, what, 65? I mean, what, mid 60s? This when, is, when, yeah, when, they, when, they started when they huge. very young. Uh, She's Not There was 1964. Oh, my God. That's wow. amazing. Then they had some other big song. I'm trying to figure out what it was. It's the time of, of the, the season. season that's one for of their songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great a song. That is a great song. That's a great song. I don't know about any of their other songs, though. Poo, poo, poo. I don't know. I don't know. Poo, poo, poo. Is that their song? Nope. That no? was just a part of that song. Poo, poo, poo. No. <laughs> I took my puppy for a walk and... I thought there was poo, another poo, poo. song, but I can't remember. Anyway, even if they didn't do any other songs, those two songs so are great. So that qualifies them yeah, for totally, the Rock and Roll totally. Hall of Fame. Two memorable songs. Absolutely. That doesn't seem like enough. Hmm. There's probably some other stuff going on. Now, the Mungettes. Mung and the Mungettes had what? Like half a hit? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, don't stand outside that ice cream parlor. Yeah, that was don't stand with the girl outside the ice cream parlor. Going to steal stuffed animal and sell it for a dollar. Right? Wasn't that it? That's right. Some kind of threatening stuffed animal stealing thing. It was a novelty song. It had a great beat, though. Mung and the Mungettes. <laughs> Loved them. Uh, I think the B side of that was I dropped my hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> oh, I dropped my hors d'oeuvre and I started to swerve when I was driving to the next restaurant. Remember that, Greg? Yeah, that a good beat too. Then the Mungettes would come in. Oh Woo! yeah, yeah, Ooh, Mungettes. They were tar- they were uh, tough to keep employed, right? Things kept happening to the Mungettes. They fired me. Oh boy, that's rough. <laughs> that's oh. rough. Your back, your backup singers fired you. That's right. Oh that's, man, that's, that, I believe that was a first in in rock and roll. Yeah, like, that, that then never that, happened. That Mung yeah. solo tour went nowhere. Nowhere. Ah, One night only. Anymore. Mung solo. You're out of here. People were like, okay, we're leaving town. We're gone. All right. So the zombies are playing Sunday, 7 p.m. at the Payomet Performing Arts Center at the Air Force Base, the old Air Force Base in North Truro on Old Duline Road. Payomet. We love those folks at Payomet. It's a fun place to see a show. Another music act coming up that already got the Greg Poo Poo of approval is Squeeze. Yeah. Squeeze is playing in Hyannis. Catchy. Coming up this Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday at the Melody Tent. Squeeze. Big 80s British act. Love it. Lots yep. of sort of tuneful tunes and clever songwriting. Yep. Yeah, right, Greg. No, really. You said you hated all their songs no, just moments you ago. you told me one song that I liked. I, I remember. It's a great song, but I can't remember I it I right said, now. Greg, you remember the band Squeeze? And he's like, yeah, that's what I do to my toothpaste tube. <laughs> Speaking you know, of it's toothpaste. It's so disdainful. That, that's in the song that Greg's talking about. <laughs> Tempted by the fruit of another. Tempted by the tooth? Tooth. I brought my tube toothpaste. of another. Oh, that's my right. Tooth something. Baggage carousel. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. squeeze yeah. your toothpaste. Yeah, squeeze yeah. your toothpaste. There is toothpaste. This is an interesting show. I wonder if they can still play. They were a very popular sort of 80s kind of band. Their album singles, everyone had that. Kind of kind of peppy. 
Very peppy and British and sort of uplifting, Greg. Uh, so yeah. maybe not really kind of like gloomy. hate jazz, which is your Good genre, hate. right? Yeah. Death you know, jazz or like, yeah. what is it called, your genre? You know, like a 20-minute John Coltrane solo, you know, just mm. 20 minutes. Wow. Heroin's running cool. out. Cool. Need jazz. some more. Got to score. Enough of that. Uh, we move on. That's 7.30 Tuesday. Squeeze at the Melody Tent in Hyannis. You guys got to go. Yeah. I'm getting the high sign from Greg. Sorry. Oh, wow. No. A big Sorry. meeting for Greg. He's oh. like, he just threw his phone in my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, look at my screensaver and look at what time it is. I got an important get together. All right. So we got to get out of here. I will remind you, of course, that the Blast from the Past car show is noon to five on Saturday at the Patriot Square Shopping Center in Dennis. And you might see that dream car. Could be a Dodge Dart. Could be an El Camino. Uh, Could be a Ranchero. I like old cars. That's coming up Saturday in Dennis. We got to get out of here. I want to thank Kevin McClaude from Incompetech.com for all the great music you hear on the Cape Cod Fun Show. Mung, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Greg, thank you so much for being here. I'm honored. My name is Eric Williams. Till next time, till next week, keep having fun, and see ya. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Gregoire Le Pew. Dun, 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 dun. Ow, ow. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God. Dun, He's like a blade of grass. Dun, dun. <laughs> He looks like someone's rib bone, like a whale's rib bone. Boom. Put it back on. Oh, cover my eyes, Maggie. Oh, he's so thin. No. Is that his card piece? Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.